Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and that, ladies and gentlemen, means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Wednesday, July the 20th, and I am so super excited. I wish I could tell you all all the fabulous things that are going on today in the cryptocurrency space, but I know I just have 60 minutes, so I am going to grace you with as much information as I can, but I got some personal stuff that's going on. Doesn't not necessarily purpose. Uh, personal but business stuff in the cryptocurrency space that I'll be able to speak with you all about in more lengths at later dates I'm, I'm going to share a little bit today because I'm super super excited um, there's another homegrown Los Angeles as we call ourselves Angelino uh, that I will be working with in the cryptocurrency space and I'm super excited about that I actually grew up with him uh, we called ourselves brothers and sisters in high school uh, uh, this gentleman, uh, some of you may or may not know him, uh, but he's in the crypto space because of the fact that he plays Franklin on Grand Theft Auto. Uh, his name is Sean Fontino, very, very good friend of mine. Again, we grew up together and he and I had a conversation today and he's been watching me in this cryptocurrency space uh, on and off. But he had never invested in cryptocurrency, but all these children and all these adults are playing on Grand Theft Auto and all these other games. And they're they're moving these cryptocurrencies and these coins back and forth. And he called me today and said, you know what? It's time. I'm ready. And I really want to get out and give back to the kids in the community that know me. And I'm super, super excited that he called me and has enough trust in uh, what I've been doing in the cryptocurrency space to allow uh, his name to be attached to my crypto kids camp. So officially today, Sean Fontino, which is Franklin on Grand Theft Auto in person, the real person uh, will be going with me. Uh, as we do crypto kids camps and he'll be talking to the children about the types of funding, uh, the types of money that he's made in the gaming industry, uh, because I, I am a firm believer. I've always said it, that our children shouldn't just be playing games. They should be getting paid to play these games and they should be getting paid for their dance moves and some of the other things that they contribute to this technical space. And so all that ties into the crypto space. So that's that's the first reason I have a smile. Second reason I have a smile is because I just got finished listening to Miss Lynn Richardson, as I always do uh, every day. And Miss Lynn Richardson on the radio right before me in the hour uh, stated, ladies and gentlemen, that. Uh, you know, we need several streams of income and I have been privy to a stream of income that I'm wanting to share, um, you know, with my friends and family. You know, a lot of times it takes me a minute to actually um Make, make takes me and I when I say a minute I shouldn't say a minute it takes me probably about six months to a year to really get acquainted, do my due diligence, and really dig 
for uh, opportunities because when we have different streams of income, Bitcoin being one of them, I want to make sure that anything that I get my friends and family involved in and my community that I stand behind it, which is why I don't uh, really rock with a lot of companies just because they want to pay us to, uh, you know, say something about their company. Even if they're not paying me, if I rock with it because I like what it's doing for our community, I'll share that. And so uh, the time has come uh, for me to uh, just really get a little bit deeper into what I was telling you all was the, the state of black crypto and action steps, because we need to know what we need to be doing now so that in the next five to 10 years, our future is much, much brighter. Uh, and so in putting together that document, I have identified something that we can do as a community. So I'm super excited. I woke up this morning with a lot of uh, zeal. I always wake up moving around, you know, and just really thinking. But today was a little bit different because I felt like uh, I had another piece to the puzzle finally uh, to give to the community. And so I'm excited about that. So this crypto space day uh, is is an incredible one. And so um just continuing to have meetings and putting together things in the background. But I have a cryptocurrency quote that I want to share before we come forward with our market report and those things. So my crypto quote for today, I saw it and I just really smiled. I saw it a year or so ago, but I saw it again today and I thought, you know what? It's a good day for this. You know, they say, uh, and I don't know who actually made the quote. I've seen a couple of different exchanges, um, actually reposted and put a picture to it. And an exchange again is a place where you exchange your fiat for cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. That's what an exchange is. So the exchanges in their social marketing media um, have put up different posts. So I don't know exactly who said it, but the quote says this, if money talks, Bitcoin sings. So if money talks, Bitcoin sings and Bitcoin is singing right now. And I will say this again before we before we come forward. I drive this little bug mostly every day. And when Bitcoin has been at a discount like it has been over the last month or two, maybe even three, I'm driving the bug and people are shaking their heads like, mm hmm. We knew that thing wasn't going to work. Well, today I'm driving the bug and people are blowing the horn. Somebody just pulled me over on my way to the station. And when I got in the parking lot across the street, two people ran over and asked me, how did they get started? That's because the price is starting to go up. And again, I say when the price goes up, that is not the actual time uh, that we should have been getting involved. We should have been getting involved while the price was low because it was on sale, but it has started to hit the, the bull market and people were talking about it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to have our market report and we are going to talk about a real touchy subject today. And that's losing money or losing Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space because it's happening, y'all. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Najee Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. The instant. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. And here we are for our market report. I want to do this first because we have a lot to talk about uh, as it relates to what is going on right now in this crypto space. 
that is making all the headlines. So in the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has traded as high as 23.8. And I know that is absolutely it because uh, I wanted to turn back the hands of time because we had to purchase some Bitcoin for our business. And I was like, "Ooh, that hurts. $23,000 because I was still hoping we could get that 19 and 18 because we make a little bit more money. But anyways, um, and then the low went to 21.5. Uh, man, and so Bitcoin is starting to go back up. Now, again, it may go back lower. And we know that in the crypto winter is going to continue to trade sideways. But we may be uh, going up into the into the bull market. We have no idea, but we're going to watch it and continue to see what it says. But our headline reads crypto markets continue the upward trend when bearish flags are present. The crypto markets continue in this upward trend amid weakening U.S. dollar. Now, the U.S. dollar is weakening, whether people like cryptocurrency or not. The dollar is losing value. You can look it up and really start to pay attention. In fact, some of you have never even Googled to find out how much a United States dollar is actually worth because it is not worth a dollar. But you can Google it and you can find that out. I haven't looked at it today. Uh, one of the other things that is happening is Three Arrows Capital has filed their bankruptcy. Uh, and their filings gave the market a much needed transparency of market exposure, which helps investors pricing and counterparty risk accordingly in the short and medium term. And the reason why Three Arrows Capital bankruptcy filings have helped the market is because no one has had to disclose how much they had in reserves, etc., etc. And this Three Arrows Capital bankruptcy forced everyone to take a look at what they were holding. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, there has been uh, there has been an uproar. And we as Bitcoiners have been we've been telling everybody this for the longest. In fact, we have something that we do in January called proof up. Now, what is proof up? We in January, those who deal with the exchanges, those who may have cryptocurrency on the exchanges, because maybe we have cryptocurrency on an exchange because we uh, leave it there in case we want to buy some coin really quick or in case we need to pay for something really quickly. We'll leave it that amount on an exchange just in case. But what we do is we proof up. We actually pull it off the exchange and then put it back. And that kind of helps us look at the wallet address that it came from to see how much money actually came out of that wallet. And And there's different ways that we can check what uh, some of these exchanges have. And we've, we've been doing this for a while. But when was the last time you had to ask your bank to proof up? to show you how much money they had in any of their accounts. You don't have to. Uh, but in the cryptocurrency space, we've been able to do that and do some proof up. But with companies like Three Arrow Capital and several others, there's no way for us to do that unless we have their actual Bitcoin wallet address. Well, in this bankruptcy filing, they have had to disclose their Bitcoin wallet addresses. And so this has uh, really everybody up in arms saying what we have been saying for the longest. You have no idea how much liquidity 
and how much um, other companies have in their coin wallets, not necessarily the Bitcoin wallets, but these coins that are taking your money and saying that the coin is worth this and that. How much do they actually have? Somebody needs to make them proof up. And so with three arrows capital filing this bankruptcy again, it gives full transparency and it's allowing everyone to see what the market exposure is. And I'm actually glad that this is happening because hopefully this will help people in our community not fall victim to what is happening with these bankruptcies that are happening. Uh, and so let me finish reading the market report and then we'll come back to those bankruptcies because there's two other companies that we know well that are in this. Uh, they haven't filed bankruptcy yet. Uh, some one of them has, but you're going to hear how they are really treating those individuals who kept their Bitcoin on those platforms. So um the equities and commodities and macro are what we are talking about. And again, we why are we looking at macro? Because we want to know what's going on around the world, because that does affect what's happening here at home and ultimately in our neighborhoods. So the U.S. markets close up higher overnight amid growing speculation of the market bottoming out. Uh, Asia's markets are set to trade higher today thanks to the U.S. dollar falling for the third day in a row. Um, the market is embracing the possibility that the European Central Bank and the initials ECB may consider an interest hike as well later this week. And so uh, as we move into technical analysis, and again, I'll be very brief with this. Um, with the with Bitcoin support and resistance, and I'm just going to go through that. And so support is at twenty two five and the resistance is at twenty five six. So they're anticipating that Bitcoin may go as high as twenty five six. And if it hits that resistance, it'll probably bounce back to around twenty two five just to kind of keep that simple. Um, the bearish flag is still present and is now attempting for the third time to break out from the upper resistance line. If the price breaks above the upside pattern and holds above 24,000, we could probably see a bullish rally towards $30,000 for Bitcoin. So what does that mean? If someone purchased um, 100 million Satoshis, which is one Bitcoin, at, and I'm going to say, $18,000 a couple of weeks ago and this bullish rally happens they still have a hundred million satoshis but they're now not worth 18,000 but they're worth 30,000 and that is why I continue to tell our community you do not lose in bitcoin unless you sell your satoshis and I almost just want to shake people that look at their wallets and say Oh, I sold it because the value went down. Well, you sold your Satoshis that go up in value and they are going to go up. I guarantee I, I shouldn't say guarantee. I cannot guarantee. I'm not a financial advisor. I can only shake you and tell you what I'm doing. But um, this is 
This is not the time to think that you're losing when you have Bitcoin. Now, some of these other cryptocurrencies you may, and we're going to talk about Ethereum in a second, because uh, I know a lot of people are holding Ethereum. In fact, when I left uh, the Bitcoin bank a second ago, uh, there was a young lady who stated that she had Ethereum. And we'll talk about that in a second, because that uh, is going to have some issues in a minute. So should the opposite happen and the bearish reversal happens, we could see prices accelerating to drop to test the 20,000 key psychological level again. We have to watch out for this scenario um, and I'll keep you up to date. So you don't have to do anything. You can just tune in every day and I'm going to be talking about it because this is what's up. So Bitcoin's market capitalization is up, ladies and gentlemen, 1.9% from yesterday. That means more money is being pumped into Bitcoin. And again, when Bitcoin is going up, People tend to get involved when Bitcoin is going down. People sit on the sidelines and say, oh, well, that thing, you know, and so this is when the magic and things start to happen. So with that being stated, let's talk a little bit about the news that is happening. So let's go with Ethereum first and foremost, and then we'll talk about the most. I don't want to say the most important because all of this stuff is important, but there is actually um a massive liquidation push of Ethereum and is pushing Ethereum higher. Uh, the reason why is because people are trying to get in place for uh, what Ethereum is saying is going to take place. And so uh, they're saying that they're going to merge on their, their blockchain. And so massive liquidations push Ethereum higher as the nearing merge boosts sentiments. So people are trying to get involved in their uh, liquidations and leveraging on short positions in Ethereum in that native token called ETH, E-T-H. And E-T-H surges over the weekend long with a strong move uh, because it started off at 1300 and we've seen it. Uh, just kind of peek its head up to around thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. And a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen, say, well, I'm going to buy Ethereum because Bitcoin is too expensive and they don't really understand what they're doing uh, because they're two totally separate coins with two totally different things that they're doing. Uh, Ethereum is known more for smart contracts. And uh, we talked about that a little bit. But Bitcoin is specifically used as peer to peer cash or from business to business or from business to, to peer. Like it is used uh, for another totally separate reason. But it also has smart contracts. But we don't focus on that. Ethereum focuses on smart contracts that are used in things like NFTs. But the strong move was followed by another uh, jump in short liquidations on Monday as the price of Ethereum flirted with $1,500 levels for the first time since June 12th. Uh, and at the time of writing this report, um, we found that uh, a lot of individuals are hoping that this Ethereum, um, that this Ethereum merge is going to happen sooner than later but what they don't know is that this move is slated for september 19th and that's when it's proposed but some of my skeptics say that they argue that the merge may be pushed back yet again depending on market conditions and why is that 
because the more money that pours into Ethereum based on people's thoughts that they're going to take advantage of whatever is going to take place, it's going to drive more money in and they have more time to use the assets and the digital assets on these trading uh, forms to get some things done. And that's just the bottom line. That's what I see. Um, but what the quote says is Ethereum developers came out with a timeline for the merge that seems more credible than anything we've seen so far, namely several steps leading up to the week of September 19th. We remain skeptical. And if the overall markets don't improve, the launch could be pushed back further still. So all of those of you that are jumping into Ethereum feeling as if uh, uh, Ethereum is finally going to merge and be scalable and have less fees and all these things that they've been promising us for about a year or two. I'm going to say two years because I remember when they first started talking about it. Um, But that's where we are. So I'm not going to say either way, but I am telling you that some of the professionals that send info to me are stating that they're still very skeptical about September 19th date. So again, buyer be well, beware. Uh, nonetheless, the news that the highly anticipated event is inching closer has led to increased optimism in the Ethereum community, which also coincided with the bullish price moves from late last week. And so I wanted to just get that out there about Ethereum uh, if you take a look again, yesterday we were talking about how you vet a cryptocurrency. You can do the same exact thing with Ethereum. Go on CoinMarketCap, click on Ethereum. You will see who the developers are and then start to Google the developers. And one thing that you will see that I saw and not that I don't have Ethereum because I don't want to make a couple bucks and make a couple fast bucks. But at the end of the day, if I need to sell that Ethereum and go back to Bitcoin, I could have stayed in Bitcoin in the first place because I created two taxable events. I have Bitcoin. I buy Ethereum taxable event. Then I have Ethereum. I will allow, I allow it to rise in price. That is taxable when I move it back to Bitcoin. So I've created two taxable events, not to mention uh whatever taxes I am going to pay on the difference between what I bought it for and what I'm selling it for. And there's this thing called first in first out uh, that we may be able to get into. And if you are selling your Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies because you choose to because you're grown, you really need to understand uh, the thing around first in first out because you need to sell the first bit of cryptocurrency that you got in. Um, and that needs to be the first one that you sell. And so first in, first out is a real thing. And we always make sure uh, when we're doing our accounting, accounting, we do that first in, first out. And how do you know that? It just looks like you have a wallet and all of a sudden you put this, this cryptocurrency in it, be it Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, any of these other ones. How do you actually know what you put in first? Well, you have to do what we call just like what you would do in your checking account. You would go and reconciliate. You would go to the website in which you purchased it. You would then look at the transaction. You would find out how much Bitcoin you purchased and 
where that Bitcoin is located today. And that would be the Bitcoin that you touch first, as opposed to the Bitcoin that you've been dollar cost averaging the last couple of months since we've been on the radio. And so that's the difference. But hopefully I am convincing enough and I want to say convincing enough that people are taking a look at possibly holding for the long term so that we can get the maximum benefits of holding on to our Bitcoin and allowing it to reach its full potential. So that being stated, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news and traffic, we are going to talk about bankruptcy in the cryptocurrency space, Celsius, and a company that's on the brink of filing bankruptcy that is making sure that everyone knows that they're not involved with the company called Celsius that filed bankruptcy. And then I'm going to talk to you about what the ramifications are of putting or giving someone your private keys, because in order to be involved in Celsius, you had to give them your private keys. And I've been saying that's a no, no, but people did it anyway. And they are now uh, sowing what they're reaping. They're reaping what they sowed. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, this is the head of the crypto curve. KBLA talk 1580. We don't like to do too much explaining. You got some explaining to do. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. here. You're listening to KBLA talk 1580. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray. Tune in and speak out. KBLA talk 1580. All right. And so some of our community, when I get around to different events, I'm always getting, I don't get hecklers, so to say, but I get individuals that come up to me after and say, you know what, I want to get 8% on my Bitcoin. I don't want to just leave it in my wallet. I want to get 8%. So I think 8% is getting better than no percent. And I say to them what I'm going to say today, it is safer for you to leave your Bitcoin in your wallet, than put it on a platform and expect them every single month to give you interest back on that. Uh, and it's also safer for you. And that's called staking. A lot of people were staking on several of these platforms. Well, this particular platform called Celsius, ladies and gentlemen, as you've heard, has filed bankruptcy. And the headlines today state, or it was yesterday, Celsius lawyer claims users gave up legal rights to their crypto. The lawyers for the bankrupt crypto lender reaffirmed that users' funds essentially belong to the company and not the user, with, the poten with, with potentially one major exception. And Celsius, listen to this, 1.7 million registered users across 100 companies gave up title to crypto they deposited to earn and borrow accounts, according to the firm's lawyer. 1.7 million million people, family, even if they just gave a dollar worth of crypto, that's $1.7 million that they got away with. And I don't want to say got away with. I shouldn't say that because I don't know what actually happened. But at the first bankruptcy hearing for Celsius on Monday, which was the day before yesterday, Lawyers from the Kirkland law firm led by Pat Nash detailed how retail users with earn and borrow accounts 
transferred their title of their coins to the firm as per its term and services. Now, I have said to each and every one of you over and over, this is not the space, ladies and gentlemen, for you to just click through all of the terms and services because we do that well. Anytime we sign up for something, anytime we're about to get some money, anytime we're about to open an account, we just click, 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 click through. And most of the time, you'd have to spend 20, 30 uh, hours, 30 minutes actually reading what some of these disclaimers are. But in this particular case, unfortunately, users on these platforms gave away all their rights to their cryptocurrency but not only that they had to give up their private keys so even if you didn't want to read any of that the minute you figured out that you had to give up your private keys it is an indication that you absolutely did not want to give these individuals um, or any individual your Bitcoin with if you have to give up your private if they have access 100% access to your Bitcoin uh, and so as a result Celsius is free I need you to hear this they are free to use sell pledge and rehypothecate those coins as it wishes so guess what anyone who had Bitcoin on the Celsius platform is SOL, period. Uh, but for those individuals who have called me and have asked me what they can do, uh, I did last night pull this up for you. It says, can I file a lawsuit against Celsius Network? Celsius Network has, uh, of course, been in the news, as you know, and you cannot actually file a lawsuit, but you can file a complaint. The short answer is you can file for an arbitration because in those terms and services, you click the button that said you could not take them to court, but you could only go through arbitration. And I know about arbitration law and all those things. And I'm just going to say good luck because Celsius has an arbitration clause. And while it's possible to challenge the enforceability of the clause, those clauses usually fail. There is an opt-out provision, but you have to do it within 30 days of reading that article, um, of reading those actual terms and conditions. And most of the individuals who did it and most people, period, don't even even. And just so you know why people don't is because even if you read, you got to opt out of this arbitration in 30 days, just like a four, a 14 day trial or a 30, 30 day trial. What companies know is most people totally forget about that trial period and then they're able to charge your card. Well, the same way with this thing with Celsius to make it not so bad. They said, oh, you have 30 days to opt out and they know nobody was going to opt out or they will forget to opt out. But I mean, think about it. If you if you have Bitcoin on Celsius and let's just say you needed to pay for a transmission on your car. I don't know. I'm just coming up with something. And you gave Celsius $10,000 worth of Bitcoin and Celsius gave you $8,000 in cash. You're not thinking about going back into the Celsius platform to opt out of this arbitration to be able to take them to court. And that is the only exception. If you clicked out or if you opted out within the 30 days of first signing up, you can sue Celsius. But 
98% of the people from what we can see or what, you know, they don't disclose it right now. But from my sources, they're saying uh, less than more than 98% of the people did not opt out. So that means you have no recourse, your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, whatever you were staking on Celsius. And there's a bunch more, uh, whatever you were staking on Celsius, whatever you were getting a loan for on Celsius, you have officially lost. Um, so I won't say that you cannot go to arbitration and recover it, but you know, doesn't look great. So there are some companies that will handle it. If you need to know the name of the company, I won't get into that, but I researched that as well. Uh, I don't have anything on Celsius because I'm not willing to give anybody my cryptocurrency for them to do anything with at this particular time. And I say this particular time because I'm looking for uh, places and individuals that don't rehypothecate, which means you can hold on to your private keys and they can do what they need to do, but you still have access and you're holding your own Bitcoin. And we have a couple of companies that do that. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to rep those companies either because, again, as I stated at the beginning of this show, I am very careful about who I put in front of my community because it is bad for your health to get involved in, in, in companies that just pay you to just represent their company and uh, you get the money and the rest of the people suffer. So I don't do that on purpose. So we will go with that. Uh, so that's what's going on with Celsius, ladies and gentlemen. But notorious Coinbase is now making sure that everybody knows that they had absolutely nothing to do with Celsius. Why is that important to me? Because Coinbase was pushing Celsius because they were getting a kickback, in my opinion, from everybody that was on Coinbase that they had go and stake their coin over at Celsius because they could tell which clients were coming from Coinbase and Coinbase was getting a kickback. But now all of a sudden Coinbase wants to step back and say, I had nothing to do with it. So please don't fault me. But I'm telling you from what I see, Coinbase is in trouble too. And to the young lady that was just at my office today and several of you other individuals that have your cryptocurrency on Coinbase, get it off. Put it in your private wallet. It is not your coin because you don't have your keys. You brought your groceries at Coinbase and you left your groceries at the store for them to eat and do whatever they wanted to do. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not bought a ledger, get yourself an Edge wallet. It is free. If you need me to send you the information on how to set up a free wallet on your cell phone do that and get it off coinbase because i can be having this conversation in the next two weeks about individuals that are on coinbase because i'm sure you signed a disclosure similar to the one on celsius so with that ladies and gentlemen ahead of the crypto curve when we come forward we are going to do our daily dollar cost average with bitcoin again my trusty dusty slow tortoise bitcoin this is kbla talk 1580 New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580.
When you tune in to KBLA Talk 1580, we want you to know what you're downloading. Now you listen to me, and you listen to me closely. In a recent African-American media issue survey conducted by the public opinion research and public policy consulting firm Eviteris, KBLA Talk 1580 was found to be the most trusted, credible, and reliable source on the airways for black Los Angeles and beyond. And beyond. Check it out. We take our role seriously as your trusted messenger. At KBLA Talk 1580, it's about truth, not ratings. And when you hear us say, when we come, when forward, we come forward, we mean it. We mean it. That's the bottom line. We're not going back. Not to the back of the bus. Not to back alleys. Not back in the closet. And definitely not back to the good old days. Might as well forget it. No way. We're unapologetically progressive. Progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. This week at Macy's, get a jump on back-to-school style essentials like kids' backpacks for just $24.99 and 30% off fun looks from Epic Threads. Pick up something for the undergrads, too, with 20% off backpacks, handbags, and more. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. See Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we have been talking about all these things uh, that have to do with uh, the cryptocurrency space. The bottom line is really be careful and um, really make sure that you're getting your cryptocurrency off the exchange and that you're not participating in any a platform such as a lending platform or a staking platform where you do not have access to your cryptocurrency. So I think what we're going to do to really make sure that uh, we get at least a vocabulary word out today, um, we're going to talk about FIFO. And I talked about it a little bit earlier. But I'm going to go through what FIFO stands for. So that is first in, first out. We said it just a little while ago. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when they're wanting to get out of uh, the their cryptocurrency, they're just selling any Bitcoin that they have. But for tax purposes, it is a good uh, idea to, to use FIFO because of the tax advantages and some of the tax rules. So the gist of the FIFO rule and cryptocurrency, um, it actually came from the Forex trading. Uh, when you're doing Forex trading, they had first in, first out. So this is not new to crypt because of crypto. It's old because of foreign exchange. And for those of uh, of you that are familiar with foreign exchange markets and things of that short, uh, which is another way that we uh, have passive income around uh, this this money space. Um, it's not a new rule, but this rule should be optional. Uh, and usable around the cryptocurrency space. The the rule shouldn't apply by by default, and it's not going to apply by default. You've got to make sure that you understand all about it. So um, it's been a rule 
that we've used. And when I say we, myself and my family have used as we file our taxes uh, around, again, the Forex trading since I believe it started around like 2009, 2010. But I believe more like 2009, because I remember uh, the crisis was happening. We took a lot of losses uh, in properties and really just trying to figure out, you know, what tax advantages we could use besides the loss of our of our houses and those sorts of things. But anyway, for crypto, it would mean that a given coin, let's talk about Bitcoin, you would have to sell your oldest holdings first uh, before you and your newest holdings last. So if you do that, you get a tax advantage. So if you bought about 100, 100 Bitcoin, let's just kind of round it off. If you bought 100 Bitcoin back in 2009, uh, and 10 in 2017, you would have to you would have realized your gains from 2017 every time you traded in 2017, thus eating into your long term capital gains. Now, your long term capital gains would come because you bought it that first Bitcoin in 2009 and are now selling it in 2017. That's the long term capital gains. And um there is really, in my opinion, I have to be honest, uh, there was no logical reason for these rules to apply to cryptocurrency. But um, we tried it and it seemed to have been working across the board for all of the investments because they hadn't made any rulings about cryptocurrency. So, again, it is important. It's not even important. It's imperative that you find somebody that can help you with your crypto portion of your taxes when it's tax time and we just some of us are still going through tax time. In fact, I filed an extension because of how intense the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency thing is. Um, but it's much easier this year for me than it was in 2017 or well, 2018 and 19 because I hadn't learned how being a coinaholic uh, was not only stressful to me, but stressful to my tax professional and stringent on the pocket. And so I learned over the last year or so uh, that it's better for me to not be a coinaholic and just focus on Bitcoin so I don't have to worry about all the taxable events. But when we come forward, we'll do our daily dollar cost average on the Black Wall Street wallet, the only black wallet in existence right now on your Android and Apple store. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. That democracy dies behind closed doors. For KBLA Talk 1580, I'm Tavis Smiley, and we welcome your comments. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. And here we are. Democracy dies behind closed doors. I absolutely love it. I love this station. I love the owner of this station and all that he brings to our community. It is so good to be in a place where people speak their mind, that they're progressive and moving towards uh, just really putting stuff out there, keeping it real. And that's that's what I love so much. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to open up our Black Wall Street wallet and we are going to do our daily dollar cost average of six whole dollars. Now, today I am 
Uh, I, I'm I'm one of the ones today that should have not gone to Starbucks. I got my tea this morning at Starbucks and I thought about how I could have made it at home. I could have prepared better, made my tea at home, saved my six dollars so I could dollar cost average that six dollars instead of buying tea from Starbucks. But sometimes you mess up and sometimes you got to recognize. So I'm going to do better next time. So with that being said, I'm still going dollar cost average, but I use my six dollars up this morning on my medicine ball. At, at Starbucks but uh, we're opening up the black Wall Street wallet which is black and purple in color after we open it up we are going to click on the purple circle at the bottom with the two arrows that go both directions. We are going to buy an asset. We are going to spend $6 today. We are going to invest $6 one time buying ourselves some Bitcoin. And I am going to put it in my wallet labeled KBLA Talk 1580. I'm so excited about that. And these different all allocations on your wallet are new. It's a new upgrade uh, that Hill Harper came on last week and told us about and I'm excited about that because now I am dollar cost averaging without doing anything because I set it up and forget it for all 10 of my children every Friday and so whatever that amount is that you can afford to invest uh, this is just like a life insurance policy I used to sell life insurance policy have nothing against life insurance policies but I think that I can do much much better uh, with my not I'm not not better than an insurance policy let me not say it that way. I'll explain that tomorrow. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's just go ahead and do our do daily dollar cost average. A DCA a day keeps poverty away. And voila, I have created uh, or I have invested six more dollars into my um, dollar cost average wallet that I am using to show you on KBLA what that looks like in and we'll look at what that looks like in the next year so with that being said we have done the thing today to make sure that we keep poverty away so ladies and gentlemen please follow me on all social medias I am Naja Roberts no underscores no dots no periods Facebook Instagram TikTok uh, YouTube all of those LinkedIn please follow me there no dots no underscores none of that uh, we are making way right now ladies and gentlemen for the DL Hughley show you all know I say DL is the truth it has been real on this crypto day uh, here with ahead of the crypto curve my name is Naja Roberts and this is KBLA talk 1580 KBLA 1580 Santa Monica